We're live. And we're on. Boom. Boom. We're on. Hey, hey, hey. So good to get together with you all. Yeah. Feels so good. I just feel vibrationally like high right now. This is fantastic. Likewise. The little clicking came back, but we'll see if that persists in the audio. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty, yeah, it's not too. We'll see if it persists. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Right, we, we'll see. We, we did a episode with also Gina and Hillary at the Shift into Permanent Alignment retreat as well. And so we just did a little episode with Yilad a moment ago. And so now we're all having a four legs to the chair conversation right now. So boom, we're on. Nice. We were, we were talking about Hillary's quote on the previous episode around how people feel on our nervous system and like people with much more egoic separation based, finite based, time based, matrix based set, trying to extract happiness from experiences and from other people and relationships and substances versus people that basically live in Satchitananda, existence, consciousness, bliss, that are of a higher vibration consciousness-wise because they know their true nature and how those two feel completely differently on the nervous system. Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah, I definitely resonate. And do you all think it's like a personal thing or do you think it's more of like just a resonance of your vibration being able to tell? Like, because some people, even the people that I feel are still in the matrix, right, can feel okay on my nervous system. But I, at the same time, I just think it's a totally different feeling when you can just resonate on another vibrational level um but i don't know if you think it's like personal or if you think it's really the density thing that's the curiosity for me i think you can see people's bubbles of limiting beliefs etc that can feel but i wanted to bring this up with you all because it's been something that's been reflected to me is the tension that you feel can feel when you interact with people that are more in, in the matrix or like have, have these bubbles that are, we all have something, but what's the nature of the tension that arises when you interact with these people? And I was thinking about it uh, and it kind of felt like a frustration of like, oh, you're not there yet. You know, you're not, you're not as, you know, you're in, you're in 3D. Um, and it kind of felt like a subtle victimization state of feeling like their bubble was somehow influencing me in a way that felt like maybe I couldn't do anything about it. Or does that make sense? Like, I was just thinking about it earlier, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on that. I love that. It's really, it's really solid way to put it. Yeah, 
<laughs> curious, curious if other people have a thought first. Do you, uh, do you have, yeah. do you have any thoughts? Because I, I do, but go ahead. In, in some way, in a, in a dialogue before, like this contest, it, this contest that can be experienced between states of mind or densities of consciousness. Or in, in your analogy, like being in the metrics and other metrics going back and forth, you know, between like this pure novel free state, which is like in charge, so to speak, again, versus like the entangled and bound by conditions and carried away state of mind, right? So that what came up is like the question can you fall out of this love you know so then like it's it's a way for me to see that even though i was or i am i am in this entanglement i am like a weird state of being of mind of maybe behavior but still like i can quantum leap into non-judgment like absolute non-judgment and absolute openness and absolute understanding and absolute forgiveness you know to all of that and and for me this is one that one aspect of the heart of the the heart of the practice the heart of the understanding also right. because that's that's being loyal to yourself and not to appear As I see it. Yeah, absolutely. I wish that your connection was better, but yes, I think I got the essence of that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Alice, I like your amused face. I know. He's <laughs> <both> the greatest. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He's just always he's like, I can't. I look at Alex and I'm like, yes, Fila. I just laugh in happiness. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, wow. This is what we're talking about. This is exactly what we're talking about. In its most pure nature, we're just talking about this feeling of peace Enjoy. That's it. The nature is peace and joy. That's the undercurrent as intelligent infinity. Yet, it remains for you to recognize that that is your natural undercurrent because your mind is toiling you around nonstop, nonstop. And so it took me, you know, five plus years of persistently trying to recognize this pure joy and peace that is the undercurrent 
Sat Ananda, existence consciousness bliss, truth consciousness bliss. And that this is all that we're talking about regarding feeling on the nervous system is that when people are radiating peace and joy like the sun, that the vibe is like and then when you have a when you have a very like matrixy egoic separation vibe, it it it's like it's like when it contrasts that warm warm it goes warm yeah the sound effects are more than on point it's quite amazing actually the sound effects really add to the <laughs> to the clarity <laughs> of that yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely and it, it feels like it's just much easier to rest in the natural state with you all versus going out and yeah, interacting with others that maybe more, yeah, have more of those bubbles. And yeah, there's a effortlessness about it. Effortless ease. Yeah, I think it's that recognition as well. Yeah, like a soul recognition, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels good to be around clear mirrors and you see more of your natural self, or your true self. And there's that recognition and it feels good to see that. I think that is one of the greatest challenges that I've faced since returning back to home is just recognizing that I am surrounded by maybe unclear mirrors and also not judging myself, not judging them, knowing, honoring their journey, honoring exactly. I know that they are where they are meant to be, just as I am as well. And I, I, I resonate and understand what you're saying with feeling I'm somewhat kind of pulled energetically when you're in those energies. And I have to like imagine like just a white protective weight like around me a lot of the time and just kind of put that into creation because I don't want to negatively affect them or vice versa or be, you know, I want to be that light, be that energy, let that energy speak for itself. But then when you get out of your own element in that way where I, as I feel like that's what you were saying is you're being pulled energetically both ways it doesn't serve you and it definitely doesn't serve the other energies that you're around either but I as well struggle with that because I felt that the last few days you all like whoa by the way isn't that contrast exactly what makes our realization, our shift into permanent alignment, all that more clear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the contrast 100%. really serves. Mm -hmm. And I love it all. It's just like I want to kiss their faces. I'm so grateful for the contrast, you know? It's... I was telling Gilad that I, I reneged on all of my 2021 commitments. I turned in equity on projects. 
I wisely distanced myself from people who I thought were already quite, you know, fairly had some fairly decent fourth density vibes, but that we're still nowhere near the level of mastery that we experienced together three weeks ago. And because of that, that shift into permanent alignment meant I will no longer architect. I will no longer design. I will no longer build companies. I will no longer work with people that are not at a level of recognizing themselves as the creator, as recognizing what the true nature of intelligent infinity endlessly expressing itself as these creations is. And if they haven't firmly grounded themselves in such an ananda in the impersonal awareness, consciousness, bliss, that fat fundamental truth, then I can't architect with them. I can serve them, but I will not architect with them. So we're focusing on like the third density to fourth density jump, right? To trampoline people up into love consciousness, into unity consciousness, into God consciousness, into recognizing more of their true nature, but cosmic consciousness. But in order to efficiently make the protocols that trampoline people up, we can't build with people that are not Gnostic beings that don't know their true nature. So that's how I felt and what I was talking to Gilad about in the last conversation. And it was, and it's a lot of, uh, it's a big sort of, can be a little bit tough to, to, for people to do to, you know, renege on their, on their commitments because it's no longer their highest excitement. Yeah. But do it. If you have to renege to, you know, to, to take yourself up from the breadcrumb trail and to look up and to be like, where's the, the proper next, you know, bread? Yeah. On the trail. And to, because you, to, you know, to really work on that, on that highest excitement perpetually without just saying, oh, I already made commitments, even though I've already shifted into a different con level of consciousness, but I need to hold my commitments. It's like, no, you don't. Use your will aligned with God, love, light, highest, wisely, gracefully renege, and then move forward architecting only with those that you feel at the absolute highest vibration aligned with on your nervous system. Warm, warm, warm. Wow. Love that, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the time we start things and we have an expectation that they're gonna go on for years or like certain projects or relationships even, friendships, whatever. And yeah, then you quantum leap and then you realize they're no longer resonating with you and they're not of your highest excitement. And then you're faced a lot of the time with those lack beliefs of, oh, can I let this go? What's gonna fill its place? Or, you know, the reflections that come up with that. So yeah, cool, cool for you to just be able to release that very easily. Thanks. But that shit sh sh was shit was not easily. But yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of you know. Right now, um, like there's almost a 
and you guys know this because we spent a lot of time in this state, which we can say is that just peace and joy, just that. We spent a lot of time together in just that state. And so when you, in a sense, know this state, you can't, you can't vibe on an architecting level. Now, in a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody on helping them recognize their true nature, it's totally fair to be able to do that with them. But on a full-time, dedicated, daily business operations, you know, global enlightenment style project, it won't, it won't work in the long term because like Gina was also pointing to is that you, you need more than anything to have your energy aligned around you on a daily basis in order for you to be able to abide, in order for you to be able to recognize your true nature repeatedly versus get drawn out into the stickiness that's not your true nature. Silence is one of those things that is very underappreciated in the common matrix world. And I get it because it, it can be uncomfortable when you're not abiding in that state where it's just, we're feeling the silence is bliss, but I've, I've had, yeah, I remember states like silence was, silence was just so stimulating, like, cause your mind is just going crazy with all kinds of thoughts and feelings. But yeah, silence. God, I'm like a good right now. So beautiful. I agree. I feel like it, it used to just be like deafening in a way. And then I realized why do I feel the need to fill that space? And then I like jumped out of that aware or that like the forest I was in and like was overseeing it. And I was like, no, you don't have to fill that space. Actually, your energy is just present alone and just like synergizing with each other. And it shifts everything. Something came up. Can you hear me? Can you hear me well? Yeah. 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 So something. Before, 
again about the position of the wise of the wise one which is which is Hindu and inseparable from also alignment and harmonization and evolution of the mind so it's a it's a saying by Ra uh, whoever maybe not familiar Ra from the Ra material the law of one channeled material um, so Ra says whatever assaults your senses is catalyst whatever sorts your whatever senses assaults, whatever assaults Assaults. 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 Oh, assaults your senses is a catalyst. Whatever assaults yeah. your senses is catalyst. Yeah, love it. And these five words <laughs> are so profound because they yeah. hit in, in a sense all the way, both into realization of independence and self-sufficiency and to a harmonization of, of your self, of your beliefs, of your and so forth. So, so also in regards when like seeing people, you know, from the matrix and or like lower vibration. So then if it bothers me, if I feel registering it, I'm not sensing, okay, the there to this hyper awareness, but if it bothers me, if it assaults my senses somehow, my emotional body, my some some sense of like not 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 comfortable or like painful, no something like this. So it's catalyst, which means it's a self-generated experience for the sake of learning, for the sake for the sake of balancing, for the sake of seeing something which hasn't been seen fully before, and to be more responsible, be more the master of vibration, of mind, of this complex. And all is well, you know, it's like, oh, nice. I'm assaulted by this, these beings who are very vulgar and lack awareness and was my vibration. Mm -hmm. Whatever. And I believe it to be the case that I, my vibration is now lowered and and all of that. So, oh, beautiful. I can forgive all of that, then and see like what is the what is the catalyst? What is the expen expensive position that I can turn now? It's apparent con contraction. And with this process also, like from what I, I've seen, and less and less, even if it's seen this contrast, it, it, it less and less it bothers you. It's like it's it's appearing, but it's not it's not sticking. It's not sticking to, to the state of being. It's like passing through, more and more passing through and not like staying and sticking and defining things to be something. Yeah, so that was the Little input on that. The cloud arises and passes more smoothly and doesn't yeah. stick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, most thin.
sometimes the cloud will arise for those that are less trained adepts and it will create a five hour long thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Gulen. And also, you notice when the clouds come, you're saying, oh, I'm choosing this, I'm creating this. And that is a very empowering stance to take on it versus why is this cloud here getting very wrapped up in, mm -hmm. in that? Yeah. I'm the creator of the experiences versus I'm the slave. The victim, yeah. yeah the victim. Absolutely. What is this cloud trying to teach me versus why is this cloud happening to me? Mm. Mm -hmm. Shifts everything. Yeah, seeing everything as the catalyst. So sometimes it's not just what's assaulting our senses, but it's also just what is appearing itself. So just appearances themselves are ways for us to remember our true nature repeatedly. I can simply even go as far as to say that this sip of water right now It can be done without any conscious love or it can be done with unbelievable waterfalls, oceans of love for gratitude for the hydrological cycle on the planet that sustains this vehicle as it's here as an apparatus of intelligent infinity. So there, this is like a vehicle. Yeah, cheers to Agua. Yeah. Nice. Gilad, where's your water? <laughs> there we go. Let's okay. die. Oh. <laughs> wow. I really love that. Everything as a catalyst. Mostly assaults are going to be the largest, like is quoted from the law of one. But yet, even something that is not seen as an assault can also be a catalyst for a deeper love of oneself as the creator, for a deeper love of oneself as intelligent infinity. There's something to learn from every experience or movie frame. Everything that comes up in our reality was brought for a reason. And like we attracted that into our reality to learn from it. And the contrast, it really does serve. It all serves. I mean, how boring would it be if you just like knew all these things you have to learn them through contrast and constantly forgiving and remembering and it just becomes more clear every time right like the clarity the questions create the clarity you need those questions 
that contrast, those constant reminders. Have you all experienced reality. any? Sorry, go for it. No, I was just saying, in your reality is it just a direct representation of the things that are coming up for a reason that you have to learn from and work through. And then it's a beautiful mirroring reflection of your internal world. And that's always a challenge for me too. I'm like, but how did I create this? And then I'm like, oh, okay, that's why. It was a little distortion. Go ahead, Gina, what were you saying? I was asking if you all have any catalysts that you've experienced recently that you'd want to share about. The one that we spent the first part of the convo on was fucking insane. Like just going back into away from the container of like people mm -hmm. that recognize themselves as the creator and people that are just bathing in the subtlety of peace and joy versus those that are in thunderstorms, nonstop thunderstorms. And like seeing that contrast, really, it almost felt like it was the first time in my life I had seen the difference between home versus and that, like that's what it felt like. It was that intense. And so it was a, it was it was a remember the stickiness of that matrixy environment and remember to abide and remember to renege on the things that no longer feel like they're the shift into the highest alignment and like so that was a huge yeah huge huge catalyst that's a good question what about you guys so what came up before you say it also now Something like okay, it's out there, the stickiness and all of that. But then again, it's what is out there? <laughs> Where is the out there? It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's within myself. That's what I mean. That's great. It's within whoever. So see. No one, like still current and months that six that six you're cutting out a little bit. Repeat that sentence. Yeah, so can you hear me now? Yeah, repeat that sentence. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you repeat your sentence, we can hear you. Let's try again. Yeah. Let's try. So I've seen what I've seen the six the six is I manifest and they're inseparable for me. So I see, I still have this sense, which appear as like, okay, they are maybe a, a, like caused, uh, I'm affected by the field, I'm the field to some extent still. 
showing something to me, some, some imbalances, whatever, and for me, like the lower chakras things, you know, the first, second, third chakras um, themes, which come up. And yeah, they're very present in the collective. Actually, that's most of the most of the things that the collective that most people like runs for like all day long for for many days in a row. This three first chakra stuff. So for me, it came, it came like very powerfully. This third lower chakra came so strongly and and sort of immediately after this this. And then I saw, oh, cool. <laughs> hello, 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 sir. Hello, old friend, you know? And and here I have this, like, still, like, some portions of that to, to clear, to transmute. Good point. It's a really good point. Yeah. Side. <laughs> the friction being projected. Yeah. Let's see if Gilad comes back. That's that's a good point. Drop the mic, leave. <laughs> He's back, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the for him. It's pretty interesting about friction being projected as though it both feels that way on the nervous system, but even that is still a slide, a frame on the movie that we then add meaning and symbolization to saying that that it feels that way, that it feels the stickiness, it feels that way, that that's energetically how it feels. We're describing, we're adding descriptors versus it being completely absence of symbolization and absence of descriptors, like it literally just is. The whole that is this and this is that just came to mind. Yeah. Lost him. Oh, there he is. Did a little switcheroo there. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh. He came yeah. in on another device. The, the whole the whole idea of this being the absolute is mind-blowing that in itself is enough to just get somebody to just melt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, and, that, and that's when you can't describe 
that whole phenomena that Gilad mentioned, then there's no description because it just is. It's just perfect. And that then there's all of the descriptions. Oh, my nervous system feels more sticky when it's around the matrix versus my nervous system feels a lot more harmonic and warm, warm, warm when I'm around six density. And like, yeah, then there's all the descriptors. That's what's called Saguna Brahman versus Nirguna Brahman. Nirguna is when you don't have any descriptors around the absolute. And Saguna is when you begin describing it. And you begin saying, well, actually, the absolute is structured this way. And like it, it appears this way and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. It's a classic debate that's been had in which it's both. It's always simultaneous. But it's been had for, yeah, a thousand years more. It's a good point, Gilad. I like that one. The stickiness is inside you. So meaning that if you feel stickiness, then check your where yourself, check your consciousness. That's pretty check interesting. Yourself. It's all it's all just here. Yeah. Yeah, the stickiness can be there, but to who? To who? That's it. That's okay. it. It's you. Eyes within, soul without. That's such a good one. I love that one. Yep. So yeah, so as soon as you feel something like that and you begin describing or symbolizing the stickiness, then recognize that that's a mirror of what's happening internally. Yeah, it's great. It's really instantly bringing the unconscious to conscious. Like, like thank you. Thank you for that. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> it's almost like, why are you not okay accepting what's happening right now? It's almost like what it's saying. Uh, but at the same time, there's like, you can be okay with accepting the cloud, but then you also are wise in the sense of seeing the possibility trajectory and saying that I don't actually... I'm not, I'm not, I'm using will and choice to not pursue this, this fourth one. And I'm only going to leave this highest one available. That's the one that I'm shifted into permanent alignment with. <laughs> so good. Love you. I love you. This love this new you. energy baseline. I've been. It really has been like a permanent shift. And I was telling, I think Gina earlier, like now that I know when I'm not feeling that vibrational alignment within, it's a choice to not feel that. And there's something in my the stickiness of not feeling that that I have to just become aware of to shift instantly and 
I'll never forget when we were sitting there and you were like, that's your natural state. And I was like, why do we complicate it so much? Like, yep. it's natural. Yep. That's why Rumi said that between all of the words we say, so much love is lost. Yeah. Love is awareness. Love is being fundamentally pure, raw, uncolored, unsymbolized, undescribed. Just the very fact that there is an observer in the reality itself is enough for you to recognize that that's your true nature. The endless witnessing, the endless observing, eternal observation, eternal intelligent infinity immersing itself as an impersonal awareness into creations, endlessly coloring itself with form. Look at all these cool little cute costumes here. These four cute costumes. We have Elad, we have Hillary, we have Gina, we have Atlas. We have these cute ass costumes. And they have all this little cute identity and form. But what's underneath of all of that? What is the same and immovable underneath of all of it? The very fact that we are aware underneath of the costumes, that is your nature. That awareness that is endlessly going to be wearing costumes forever, 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 ever, forever, ever wearing costumes. That which makes endless costumes. That which is beyond all costumes. The costumes are fun. <laughs> so fun. So fun. <laughs> like a little play we get to dress up and play in. <laughs> but remember to focus on the eternal stage rather than the play and the costumes. And you can, and that's the simultaneity is you can do both, but most people don't know there's an eternal stage. Most people only know the costumes in the play and they don't even know it's a play. They just see costumes. They don't even know it's costumes. They think this is it. Then they figure out there's costumes. Then they figure out that it's Leela, the divine play. And then they figure out that there's actually an eternal stage, which is endless having endless plays and endless costumes. <laughs> it just takes so much of the pressure just to off like it just feels freeing like liberating when you like say that and put it like that you know it's profound That's, that's so good. We should, we should even recap. It's so good. You, you think we start by thinking that we're a person that's finite and separate. 
we think start there. Not always. If you're born in the indigenous tradition, you might grow up knowing your infinity in some of those traditions. But you move, in a sense, from that egoic, separate personhood to recognizing that you're wearing a costume. And then you go from knowing that, okay, I'm just wearing a costume. I'm awareness wearing a costume. And then you go to, holy shit, this is all a divine play called Leela. This is all that, a divine play. And then you realize that I am the eternal stage. I am that which makes the eternal stage and the endless plays. And I'm wearing this costume all at the same time. So good. It's like the video game analogy. It's very similar to the video game analogy. You think you're a separate person in a game. And then you realize that you are actually a, in a video game. You realize you're in a video game. And then you realize that the video game is, is having the same awareness that is impersonal, that is being played in the Gina, in the Gilad, in the Hillary characters. And then you realize that you are that, you are that awareness that's impersonal and shared in the video game. And then you realize that you're the fucking creator of the game that makes endless games that then immerses itself as these characters in the video games that then goes around and plays all of the different stuff in the game and that gains that unique experience and that then turns that in at the seventh density going into the eighth into the next creation endlessly. So yeah, it's just the same analogies of the eternal stage versus the eternal video game. Yeah. Yeah, video game dream. I love the dream one too, yeah. You literally can't have a dream without an observer. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get how people don't get the salience of the observer. If somebody told me this six years ago, I probably would have gotten it, but nobody quite said it this way. But like, yo, you can't have a dream unless you immerse yourself into the dream as an observer of the dream. And I would have been like, oh, you know, I would have gotten it a little bit more that consciousness or awareness is so fucking fundamental. There'd be nobody here to experience the reality if there was no observer or witness of the reality. Yeah, and let me go direct and more uh, experiential on that. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, beyond all these all this concepts, there is this one, for me, the word power, it fits very well here. And it's also honest, resistant. in what we call myself or your or whoever watches it currently. And the understanding of all of its existences, powers, so to speak, that 
appears program to be seen as separate and different, once I start to convict myself that there is only one power, there's only one existence, and feel it now, 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 now. Actually feel how the existence here is the existence everywhere. There may be different view or attention, but there is one fundamental source and that's beyond the mind, that's beyond the concept of the it's all one. It's all it's only one, it's only one, it's only one. It's all only one here and now. These distinctions are good, but I, I'd like to take it to the direct there's another way to go <laughs> now we can't forget <laughs> no it's just plastered across the bottom in a banner for the rest of the episode <laughs> Gilad, I love that one. That direct That's experience so is so yeah. good with that. Thank yeah. You. Thank you for that. That really starts <laughs> to relax any of the tension that you'd feel from mm -hmm. when you're saying a uh, stickiness or any, which are good on a relative level to to feel and uses catalyst and everything, but yeah, absolutely. Just going back again and again to that recognition that there's just one, it's just you. Just you. <laughs> Steering wheel lock. <laughs> ah, ah, <Bye> -bye. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
<sighs> How do you even articulate beyond that realization? Like the one, the oneness, we're all one. And then it just drops all borders. It drops all resistance, all limitations. It's all perception. I think we visualize it. We do directly experience it and then catalyze other people directly experiencing it. And then that leapfrogs people up from a third to fourth density and we visualize it by visualizing our true infinite fractaling and finding nature just like a heartbeat it's just like a you go out you have a lub and a dub like a like a lub and a dub lub dub systolic diastolic 120 over 80 120 over 80 right and that's like the fractaling and finding you know you go fractal outward to like the parable of the prodigal son where you have this like separation and ego infinity and all these things and then you turn inward you stop trying to find happiness in maya and you turn inward and that's the dub that's when you go inward to your source and then you become sourceful and then you can firework outward with love and service to other and wisdom and unity and not trying to extract from experiences and people and substances peace and happiness which is your true nature so yeah it's just that that seems to be something really important is the visualization of the true nature because it helps with it helps with the direct experience because people get it like when when you look at a hummingbird and the way that the hummingbird like goes to the like here's the hummingbird and it goes to the flower and it comes to the flower and it sucks out the nectar of the flower right like it's the same thing with the big bang like there's a big bang and then like there's humans that like suck out the nectar of the Big Bang, of the creation. <laughs> and so visualizing it's important because it, it, it gives people a macro level understanding of their true nature that they can start with intellectualizing and then work their way to direct experience of themselves as infinity endlessly expressing itself yeah that, that's actually that's actually a very high and advanced form of meditation would be um, in some in some way of it visualization and Vedantic method, Vedanta is the, the science of basically the origination or one of the fundamental sciences of non-duality, of, of the nature of the self, the nature of reality. Vedanta 
the, the ancient Indian also known as the known as Upanishads. So in Vedanta, a method called Nididhyasana, Nididhyasana, which is actually contemplating um, upon a subtle object or feeling, for example, the sense or the idea of infinity or space or something like that. And then through this contemplation, through this visualization, if you will, or of meditation, you go beyond the concept. The concept itself, the subtle concept, infinity, or like oneness, or like whatever is good for you, uh, because it's a similar in vibration to the essence, so the, visualiz the visualization, concentration, contemplation upon these subtle concepts or images can take you beyond density with the motion can take you beyond the concept or the feeling or the image into realization or direct so that's beautiful yeah that's a very good point it's a great and highly recommended highly recommended and can be applied every moment of the day you don't have to sit you don't have to do anything for that can you just like contemplate on on infinity or on space or on vastness or whatever you know for a few seconds for 30 seconds every week lunch you know whenever any moment any moment you can use this too you can use this technique this tool and and soak yourself in this expand expansion expensive vibrations and remembrance yeah. Different topic, but something that came up was our callings. And I don't think I've heard yours, Gilan. But maybe we could share. I think the calling work is extremely powerful to get really connected with your unique essence of what you're what you came here to radiate and i'm curious yeah what is your calling Kila? Mm -hmm. calling is and maybe we'll give a little context about this calling work and a few yeah like one sentence so the calling is like this the signature vibration of a being which represents like the sort of the highest or like the true essence of of oneself uh, the, density, the higher self the, this bridge to this to this higher connection to, to to intelligence, to infinity. So as, as like a sentence, which is others, do its service to others with the act of this vibration or this 
calling in that in that way on others, uh, on other people. It means and then and then it stands like the calling stands like a, a ground or like a, a compass for for being to to align life according to, to this understanding of vibration or sentence. Anyway, my my calling is. Uh, people knowing they are they are the source of love. People knowing they are the source of love. People knowing that they are the source of love. You want to share your coding, Gina? Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. My calling is people are inspired. Can I ask you, can I ask a quick question before Hillary and whatnot? Gina, for me, and I'm just curious, this is a reflection. It'll be interesting to see how you feel about this. The way that, you know, in a sense, Gilad's, there, there was a big level of contrast energetically for me between what was said between Gilad and you. And I am curious how you feel about this. There's almost this, uh, you know, people knowing they are the source of love. And then there was sort of a, like a, there's some sort of a vibratory-esque, like, source of love and then i don't know what it was maybe it was just the way that you you spoke it maybe it was i don't how aligned are you energetically to people are inspired i feel very aligned with it okay maybe in that moment i wasn't super aligned with it maybe that's what you heard or to tell me, yeah. tell me more about something from what does that look like? People are inspired. How how would that look like pattern-wise, behavior-wise, unleashed? Unleashed, yeah. I would say it looked like an excitement, a sort of like awakening, where I think I see visually people going from a state of complacency or more egoic or yeah sort of that like unpolarized just like you're not service mm. to solve you're not service to others like you're just very in the middle you're hanging out there and then it feels like something 
lights up in you or awakens and there's an excitement to realize yourself or to serve others. It could look like that. Yeah. Cool. Does okay, that, you, yeah. Does that that helps a lot. That helps a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For me, that helped a lot. Yeah. I, I, I felt like you sharing the extra couple sentences about it, at least for, for me energetically in that moment in this specific exchange, it basically took me to a place of like, okay, holy crap, there's so much more behind this that you've really thought about and that really helped. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Great. Yeah. Like a thing that uh, Richard said, the guy that we did the calling work mm -hmm. with, that the the word and the world are totally different and so yeah i think the words don't always convey that, that yeah power and, behind it. and and maybe it's not just the words okay. but it's also the <clears throat> the energetic expression behind the word because just play play for a second. My calling is people are inspired. My calling is people are inspired. <laughs> you just want me to say it with more oomph. It's it's up to you. You know, you get you, you do, you do it, but it's just there's a there's an interesting juxtaposition in terms of that's another good point, just across people's callings in general, is that is just the energy level behind it. Like today on the, actually I can't say this, but in the No Limit Society group, there was a specific instance of somebody sharing their calling from a place that was energetically, like you could tell that that wasn't necessarily that final expression of it. And the person very clearly was like, yeah, yeah, it's not the final expression of the blah, blah, blah type thing. And so that's also interesting that we can sort of help, we're helping each other with that that process, which is cool. Yeah. 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 But that you unpacked that really well. That was helpful. Hillary, what's yours again? Yeah. Well, Gina actually helped me as well because mine was very wordy at first. So I like, I kind of broke it down a little. My first calling that I like came up with was people remembering their divine infinity through unconditional love. And it felt like the simpler, the better, like that was a lot to unpack. So now I changed it to people experiencing divine love. And it's all inclusive, right? It's literally all a remembrance. Like when you feel that divine, unconditional, no limitation feeling of just like love that we all are at our core, it can't help but remind you of the divine infinity that we are as well. So I think the simpler, the better. So people experiencing divine love. Yeah. It's a lot of beautiful similarity with people knowing they are the source of love also. Yeah. Cool. Yes, yeah. 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 Very, very aligned in sync. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm going to do an, a little episode on this with our audience and just people 
playing with their callings. And I'll mention mine on that episode. But briefly, my calling is people experiencing truth. And I would even for those that are watching right now, I would say that one of the most profound activities, which Gina mentioned, is that this idea of calling is to recognize what is your North Star? What is your transcendent noble aim? What is the reason why you took physical focus in this incarnation? Why? Why? What are you here to bring as a gift, as a firework into the collective? And that might be just anything from like being a good parent all the way up to it might be providing a, a billion people with clean water that don't have access to it. So it, it can be anything. It, and so <clears throat> that's a practice that's also been proved by the psychological literature as well, where if you have some sort of a, a noble aim, you can find any how, as is said. So with a large enough will, you can find any how you'll actualize that. So it's a really important activity and we'll do a little video about it soon on the, on the channel. So. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Cause it's really, it feels like an aim in a way. It also just feels, or it is just what you are. It is just your essence that you are radiating. It's just where it's your being in a, in a more, true sense beyond your personality, beyond all these layers. And so it feels like a, it has been feeling to me like a recentering. It's like recentering in my own natural essence. Your calling is what you are. It's just obscured was another quote from the Richard and Bentinho session. Yeah. Yeah. It's what you are. And so the physical manifestation of that could be so many things, but it's just what you are. And so you can bring it to every single interaction, every single thing that you do, every, yeah, anything. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's the blue in the blueprint. Yeah. The blue in the blueprint? Yeah, like the blueprint, though. Like, uh, you could say also the the paper that the blueprint is uh, the the most fundamental substance of the the, the mind, the mind phenomena, and yeah, the individuated expression. <laughs> the calling is the fingerprint. The calling is the fingerprint. The calling is the the iris. Your unique mm -hmm. iris around your pupil. The pupil is that shared impersonal observer, and the iris is the unique firework of that form. So what is the unique iris? What is the unique fingerprint? What is the unique blue in the blueprint? What is the unique calling? 
The more that your calling is aligned with global awakening or enlightenment, the more that you will feel like you're perpetually working on becoming more purified around service to other people. Whereas if you're calling, if what you put in that North Star location has something to do with Maya, with the illusion, if you put a car or a house or a relationship into that position, you will inevitably suffer. Because that's not really your calling. You just have your attention on it, but yeah, it's not, it's never, a car is never gonna be your true essence as an individuated <laughs> expression. I came into physical focus so that I could own a Mustang, you know, or I could own a Ferrari or I could have a $400,000 house. Like that's why I came here. So I could own this house. I needed that as an experience. Yeah, that's funny. It's a good one. <laughs> Let's wrap. I'm feeling hmm. that, yeah. All right, let's do it. Should we wrap with a meditation? I would absolutely love that. Relax. Sink back into awareness, into being, into presence. into the timeless perfection that we already are. The very formless I am shared, impersonal, eternal. first attribute of the absolute. Awareness.
And what happens when you make even that attribute of awareness an object and transcend even that? What ineffability remains? Realize you are that. Another way to say it, you are not the lover awareness, you are not the loving unified field of energies, and you are not the beloved, which is the appearances, the, the mind, the, the light itself. You are the heart, you are the heart. In the three of them.
Abide as that. <laughs> Abide. Abiding. Abide by. Abide by. Abide by. Wow. Whew. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's exciting. Yeah, I look forward to more of these Costa Rica 2021 sessions. So we'll keep doing these as they blossom. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We love you very much. We're very grateful. Thank you. Let us know how you feel. Yeah, let us know how you feel in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. The video brought you value give it a like share it with people that you know would bring value to subscribe if you haven't we'll put some links in the bio below to our fellow homies you need to go and check out so well that's all thanks and, for having us yeah, yeah thank you until we, until we meet again in that's another right. version of the now mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Bye, bye, bye. All right. I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you guys on Telegram after this. I'm going to miss you too much. I'm going to call you. Right okay. Good. Okay. All right. Do bye. it. Bye. 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 bye.